this is a great Sunday to be here because it's Vision Sunday. And so uh, over the next 35 minutes or so, I'm going to talk about what's the vision of River Church, why do we exist? And so uh, really at the end of that time, if you're here for the first time, you'll be able to say, man, I love this place. I want to come back. Or at the end of that time, you'll say, these people are weird. I want nothing to do with them. And it'll be easy decision to make in about 30 minutes or so. And so we are talking about vision. And I, I can remember the very first time that I um, talked about vision. Sorry, I messed up here. Seriously. I can remember um, the first time I heard somebody talk about vision. And I was at a uh, conference. It was, I was in college. It was a college conference of some sort. And I went to a breakout seminar called something like after college or life after college. And the guy began to give his talk and he talked about how we need to have vision. And I'm like, vision? He said, you need to have a vision for your life. You need to have a vision for your career. And I, and I, I could not understand what he was saying. He was so excited. And I turned to the, ne- the person next to me about halfway through and I'm like, why do we need to have a pigeon for our life? I kid you not, I thought that he was saying, no, he's saying a vision. Oh, that makes more sense to have a vision for your life opposed to a pigeon for your life. So if I get a little overexcited, I'm saying vision and not pigeon. All right, we're clear on that? Hey, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this morning. Thank you just for this opportunity that we have to worship, to be together, to hear from you, to look into your word. Um, God, I pray that you would speak through me this morning, and I pray that you would speak through your Holy Spirit into people's hearts and minds directly this morning as well. Thank you for this opportunity that we have today. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, when I think about people who are visionary, I tend to think that they have two characteristics. One is that they have the ability to celebrate, and if it's in a Christian context, they have the ability to to celebrate and be thankful for what God has done but also the ability to look ahead and to say, what's next? What might God be doing? Where is God leading us into the future? And it may be my own personal shortcomings, but sometimes I meet people who can only do one or the other. You know, I meet somebody and all they are is just thankful, 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 but don't ever think about like the future and what could be better. And then sometimes I meet people and they're just, they don't even think about what has happened. They're like, we gotta make it better. We gotta make it better, 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 better. And I feel like vision is a healthy mix between celebrating what God has done and picturing and talking about and dreaming about and getting on God's page for what's into the future. And so this morning, what we're going to do for Vision Sunday is we're going to spend the first part of our time just celebrating, looking back and seeing what it is that God has done at River Ridge over this last year. And then we're going to look at the scriptures in the book of John, and then we're going to talk about where is God taking us over this next year or so. And I have this chair behind me, uh, not because it's an illustration, but because my back hurts. And so I'm going to sit down. And as I, if you want to stand up, you can stand up, but I'm going to sit down. There we go. Um, and so when you walked in, you got this um, handout. Uh, it says Vision Sunday. And if you open it up, there's all kinds of numbers and statistics and words and just kind of celebrations of what God is doing, some humorous, some serious. Um, but I encourage you to, to look that over um, this morning. But I want to talk about some of the great stuff that God has done in and through River Ridge Church over this last year. The first one I want to talk about is family ministry. 
our kids' ministry from birth through fifth grade. It is absolutely one of the best parts of what God is doing at River Ridge, and it really has been since the very inception, the very beginning of River Ridge Church. And, you know, when I meet people who have kids and I invite them, and I say, they say, do you have kids' ministry? I said, our kids' ministry is great, but I will often warn people. I'll say, you probably should come without your kids the first time because I know that when you come with your kids, they are going to absolutely love what happens here. And if you don't like it, it's going to be awkward because they're going to want to come back and you won't because kids just love what's going on here. You know, another thing to celebrate over this last year is student ministry. Um, So there was a a bit of a time last fall where I was in charge of student ministry. We had sort of a break between directors. And so I ran student ministry. And so when I started out, we had nine kids the first week, right? And I grew by, we grew by 25%. We had 12 kids by the time my stint was over. Um, And now on a Sunday night, we're having 25 to 35 kids every single week uh, on Sunday nights at Sunday Night Live. And it's just neat to see just the excitement that the students have, that the leaders have. And, you know, the numbers of kids coming and the kind of rah-rah excitement is neat. But for me, the picture of student ministry and why I feel like student ministry is going great is, so I have a home group that meets here on Sunday nights. uh, And so I was looking in on student ministry a couple of weeks ago. And there was a small group leader sitting on the floor. This is after student ministry stuff is over, just kind of hangout time. And she's sitting on the floor and there's like five or six girls and a couple of guys sitting around a circle. And they're just playing this silly little game and laughing and talking about life. And I looked at that and I said, that's what student ministry is about. It's about a leader pouring his or her life into a group of kids and laughing and playing and talking about life together. And student ministry here is going fantastic. Another thing I'm super excited about what God is doing is in our groups ministry and Ridge Group. So a few weeks ago, we had people sign up for Ridge Groups. At just our Charleston campus, there's 60 new folks who signed up and said, I want to be in a Ridge Group. Uh, and that adds to the number of Charleston and Taze Valley. So we estimate that there's a little over 900 people involved in a small group at River Ridge Church. That is absolutely fantastic. And I tell you, if you are a small group leader, a Ridge Group leader, you're a hero. You are pouring your life into a group of people, and I think that is absolutely awesome. This morning, you may notice, and myself and a few other folks are wearing these t-shirts. It says, For the Valley. Um, And it's a shirt that you can buy today if you want to buy one. Um, But the phrase, For the Valley, represents in a lot of ways who we are as River Ridge Church and what God has done and what we want to continue to do and to focus on. And uh, the valley that we're talking about is the Kanawha Valley, stretching from Charleston to Huntington. We thought about putting, you know, for the I-64 corridor, but that didn't seem to have the ring to it that we wanted. So it's for the valley. And what that means is that we want to bless the valley with God's blessing, you know, from Charleston all the way to Huntington. And you'll notice if you buy one of these, it doesn't say River Ridge Church Harn anywhere. And there's a reason for that. Uh, and I'll tell you that reason a little bit later as we get into the message this morning. Um, but we want to be for the valley. And there's some great stuff that we have done that God has used River Ridge Church in over the last year in the valley. One of them is Celebrate Recovery. Uh, Every Monday night here in Charleston, every Thursday night at our Taze Valley campus, about 150 people between the two weeks to two nights come and gather for Celebrate Recovery to deal with life and the hurts and hang-ups and difficulties of life. And people are finding incredible healing there. And it's just something that God is doing in our midst. The West Side... 
uh, we have, over the last two years, um, we have said we want to invest in the West Side, particularly partnering with the Second Avenue Center. And so uh, every day, Monday through Thursday, we have homework buddies that go, and they help kids with their homework. They teach them how to read. They help them with their math. They help them write out sentences, penmanship, all that kind of stuff. Tuesdays and Thursdays, there's a little running club. You can see the picture behind me uh, of the little running club, and they memorize a verse with that. Uh, And then on Monday nights, uh, a group of folks from here feed them dinner on Wednesday nights. A group of folks from River Ridge feed them dinner on Friday. These kids get a bag to take home for meals over the weekend. We are being a blessing to the Second Avenue Center, and it's awesome. And another part of what we're doing there, the vision is to, to refurbish the rooms there because it's a pretty old, beat-up building. And so uh, we're almost finished. We're like 94.3% finished with the kitchen and dining room. And I was there on Thursday being a homework buddy, and I, uh, I caught Bev, who's one of the people that's there a lot. Uh, and Bev talked about how excited she is for the, uh, the new room. So this is Bev on video. Kitchen where River Ridge comes in and cooks for our kids with our, with our new vents and new ceiling towel and flooring for our kids. They come in on Monday and Wednesday. And let me show you the outside of this too. It's our new flooring. And this is our kids right here who we feed every day and who we love very much. Say hi, boy. Hi! hi. And I just want to say thank you to everyone that helps out for us. And hopefully we can get someone, some other people on board, too. And thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? So those are some of the kids there. And uh, God is just doing a fantastic uh, work in, in our partnership with the Second Avenue Center uh, there. It's just neat to see. Uh, churches left the building. That's another big part of For the Valley. The first Sunday in May, we cancel church, and we go and we serve all throughout the valley, all throughout the community. As you know, this year, if you may remember, it rained, um, and so some of the projects couldn't go on. But as far as I understand, every single project that couldn't happen that day because of the rain happened over the next couple weeks. People were committed enough to care and love for the valley. Big Kick Soccer Camp. This number is absolutely astounding to me. 724 kids were involved in Big Kick Soccer Camp this year. That's, that's huge. And that's like soccer camp, yay, we learned to dribble and shoot and pass and teamwork. That's great. But that's 724 kids that heard the message of the gospel, that God loves them and wants a relationship with them. And this year, we were able to do a little bit better with statistics and figure out who was there and so forth. And so one of the pretty cool statistics is at the Charleston campus, so we had four locations in Charleston, uh, different places around Charleston, 65% of those kids that came were not affiliated with River Ridge Church. 65% of the kids not affiliated with River Ridge Church. That's awesome that we get to present the gospel to those kids. And then For the Valley is here from, you know, the I-64 corridor. But we also, one of the things that we've focused on over the last year and over the last two years is we want to be a sending church. We want to send people overseas, internationally, to share the gospel and be part of God's work overseas. And so we've done that. There's a number of families and individuals that are doing that. And so we captured a couple of their stories and thank yous on this video. Good morning, River Ridge from Moldova. Te Yuvin. We love you. Mutsumi. And we thank you. 
Hey everybody, it's Zach and Carly and we are with Young Life Malawi and we just wanted to say thank, thank you, you River Ridge Church. Church. Hey River Ridge, uh, my name is Preston Sheldon and I just want to say thank you so much. Hey everybody, this is Jason with Young Life and Megan and I just wanted to say thank you River Ridge. Hey, I'm Cindy Legan Haiti. Thanks River Ridge Church. This is James Mungai Kamau from Nairobi, Kenya. And uh, I want to thank each and every person from uh, Riverage Church for the support that you've given to us here in Kenya. So it's just neat to see how God is using us in the valley and around the world. And that is absolutely something we're celebrating because God is on the move here. <clears throat> and you know, while I'm excited about what God is doing at River Ridge and through River Ridge, uh, I came across this article about a week or two ago, that had a pretty sad and staggering statistic in it. And it was an article about church trends, and, and the, the, the theme of the article is that church attendance in America is on the decline. And that's not terribly surprising, but one of the things that was very surprising in this article said statistically every year between 6,000 and 10,000 churches in America will close their doors every year. You take that Divide that out. That means that today, 150 churches will have their last service. Or 150 churches that met last week are not meeting this week. And that's a sad statistic. And I ask myself the question, why is that? You know, is it that people don't need Jesus anymore? Is it people don't have a yearning to understand spiritual things anymore? I don't think so. I think the reason that churches are on the decline is because of something that we read in the book of Proverbs. Proverbs 29, 18 says this, where there is no vision, the people perish. That where there's no vision for where God is taking a group of people, the people perish. You know, and what that means for a church is when there's no vision in front of a church, then the church will eventually cease to exist. And as I think about River Ridge Church, I don't ever want that to happen to us. I always want to have a vision that is God's vision, not our vision, but God's vision that is out in front of us that we are going after. And so this morning, we're going to talk about what is God's vision for River Ridge Church. And we're going to do it through an interesting lens. We're going to look at a guy in the Bible whose name is John the Baptist. And if you brought your Bible, open up to John chapter 3. And we're going to look at John the Baptist. And, um, and if you're not too familiar with the Bible, so there's John the Baptist, uh, but there's another John who's a famous John who is John who is a disciple of Jesus. Uh, that John wrote the book of John or the gospel of John, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, and then the book of Revelation. <clears throat> and in chapter 3 of the gospel of John, John, the disciple, writes about John the Baptist. So to kind of keep those two people straight. And so where we are in this is this is very early in the ministry of Jesus. And so at this point, John has disciples, and Jesus also has disciples. And so John is baptizing some people, but on the other side of the Jordan, Jesus is baptizing people as well. And so John's disciples come to him, and they're like, you know, we used to have these really long baptism lines, but now they're not so long, and people are going over there to be baptized by Jesus, and, and what's going on that? Do we need to kind of get these people back here, or what's going on? And so John sits down with his disciples, 
And he explains to them, he says, this is the vision of my life. This is why I am doing what I'm doing. This is the vision of the ministry that I and that we as, as, you, as my disciples, this is the ministry that we have. So this is John's answer to their question in verse 27. It says, John answered, a person cannot receive even one thing unless it is given him from heaven. And so John says, look, anything that we have is received from heaven. Anything that anybody else has is received from heaven. It comes from God. You know, and as we look at our lives, every good thing that we have, every blessing that we have, it comes from heaven. It comes from God. It comes through Jesus Christ. But what that also means is that anything that we have to offer or the only thing that we really have to offer to people is Jesus Christ. I mean, we, you know, we have music here that's great. We've got a pretty nice building. We teach kids how to play soccer. We feed kids Second Avenue. We help them with their homework. We do these different things. But the only thing that we really have to offer is Jesus Christ. The only thing, unless one thing is given to him from heaven. Then it continues on. It says, you yourselves bear me witness that I said, I am not the Christ, but I have been sent before him. So John makes it very clear to his disciples that he has been sent before Christ. He's been, he's been sent to proclaim Christ. And the same is true of us. That that's our mission, that's our vision, that God is sending us ahead to proclaim Christ. Then it continues on. It says, this sentence is a little confusing, but I'll explain it. It says, the one who has the bride is the bridegroom. The friend of the bridegroom who stands and hears him rejoices greatly at the bridegroom's voice. Therefore, this joy of mine is now Complete. Again, a little confusing, but the bridegroom it refers to Jesus. And so what the point that John is making to his disciples and for us to listen in on, he's saying the greatest joy in life is hearing from Jesus Christ and proclaiming Jesus Christ to people. That's where joy is found. Therefore, this joy of mine is now complete. The joy of hearing from and talking about Jesus Christ. And then he says this. In the last verse, in verse 30, he says, He must become greater, I must become less. Jesus must increase, I must decrease. He says, Jesus must become greater, John must become less. Jesus must become greater, Matt must become less. Jesus must become greater, River Ridge must become less. It's Jesus Christ that we want to proclaim you know, I mentioned that the shirt that I'm wearing, that I'm modeling here, it doesn't say River Ridge on it. And it comes in a sense from this verse where it says, he must be cre become greater, I must become less. That when we talk about being for the valley, what we're talking about is we want to build God's kingdom along the Kanawha Valley. It's not about building a River Ridge kingdom or a church kingdom. It's about building God's kingdom in the valley. So we look at this, we could say, okay, what, let's sum this up. What exactly is John's ministry and life about? It's that he was sent to proclaim the good news about Christ. That's what his vision was. That's what his 
purpose was. And that's the same for us, that we are sent, or we could put it in the future tense, is that our vision is to go. That God has called us as a church to go in all kinds of ways and all kinds of places. That we're called to go. Now, I want to share my heart on a couple of things. And, you know, sometimes I feel like there is a tension, and it's a false tension, but sometimes I feel like there's a tension between caring for people here inside the walls of River Church and going to people outside the walls of River Church. There's a tension between believers and unbelievers. But that tension, I think, is a false tension. And sometimes I even get a little bit of pushback from people. People say, well, we're talking about reaching people and reaching people and going to the lost and going to the world and going, well, what about the people here? And I think that's a false dichotomy. It's not an either-or type of thing. It's not either we focus here or we focus there. It's a both and. And these two things fit together perfectly. And, and here's why. Because what we're called to do as a church is we're called to be healthy, right? That God wants us to be healthy individuals and God wants us to be healthy as a church. But part of what that means of being healthy as individuals and healthy as a church is that we care for people who are far from God. And so if we're gonna be a healthy church, if we're going to be healthy individuals, then we need to be healthy and caring for people who are far from God. You know, there's a, a principle in, in life, it applies to just about anything, is that things that are healthy will grow. You know, a healthy plant, given the right nutrients and all that kind of stuff, it will grow. A child that is healthy, given the right nutrients and environment, a healthy child will grow. And the same is true of a healthy person. A person who is healthy spiritually will grow. A church that is healthy spiritually will grow. And so that's what we want to do. We want to focus on how can we be healthy as a church. And when we do that, we will grow. And, you know, as I think about it, as I kind of take a step back and say, how are we doing as River Ridge Church? We, you know, where are we in terms of health? I look at us and I think, man, there's a lot of things that are very healthy about River Ridge Church. I think we have great leaders here. I think we do very well with caring for each other. I think our worship is fantastic. I think we have people who invest in, in others. But as I look at us this year, I think the place that we're lacking is this idea of go. I think we get a little too comfortable, like, hey, I'm here. I like the people here. And we get too comfortable with that. And part of where we need to grow spiritually is to have a go mentality and to go with intention, saying, I'm going to go here. I'm going to go there. I'm going to do this for the sake of the gospel. And that will make us spiritually healthy but that will also fulfill this vision that God has for us as a church to go. So how do we do that? How do we have a go mentality with us at River Ridge Church? So I'm going to share four things with you. They all begin with the letter P to make them perhaps more memorable. I tried to think of like if they could all start with the letter G-O for go, but I was not smart enough to do that. Um, but if you think of putting these four words with the go instead of P, then that would be awesome, and I'll use them I'll, I'll publish it on Facebook to all my followers. All right, so here's the first thing, is we need to remember our purpose. We need to remember our purpose. And again, we're looking through the lens of John the Baptist, trying to figure out what does this vision look like to go. And so John the Baptist, in Luke chapter 3, gave a very short 
sermon. He gives a sermon, and then the people come to him after the sermon. They ask this question. It says, the crowds asked him, what then shall we do? What then shall we do? And then John gives three very specific applications to three very specific people. He tells the wealthy to be generous. He tells the tax collector to be honest. And he tells the soldiers to be fair. Very specific. What then shall we do? This is what we're about at River Ridge Church. This is our purpose. We talk about this a lot. Helping people take next steps in their journey with God. It's the same thing as it's just worded slightly different. What then shall we do? What is the next step to take? And this, we need to remember our purpose, folks, that we need to always be saying, what's the next step for me spiritually? How can I grow spiritually? What does God want me to do? What's my next step today, tomorrow, next week, next month? You know, there was a time where a guy came to Jesus and said, what's the greatest commandment? Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. That statement of Jesus can really be summed up into four words, love God and love people. And what our purpose is, is we always want to be taking next steps to grow in our love for God and to grow in our love for people. We want to constantly encourage and challenge ourselves with that. And if you're sitting here today and you're like, I don't really know what my next step is, Email me, and I will or call me on the phone, and I will help you figure out the next step to help you love God or love people more. Here's the second one. We have to focus on people. We have to focus on people. Again, Luke chapter 3 is talking about John the Baptist, and it says this about him. It says, with many other exhortations, he preached good news to the people. We need to focus on the people. He preached the good news. What is the good news? What is the gospel? The gospel is simply this, that all of us are tainted with sin. All of us have done wrong against each other and wrong against God. But the God of the universe wanted to have a relationship with us. So he sent his son, Jesus Christ, down to earth to die on the cross for us in our place. And if we place our faith in Christ, if we receive Christ as our Savior, then we will have eternal life. And if we live according to the way that God says to live, according to the model that Jesus laid out for us, then we will have abundant life. That's the gospel. That's what we offer to people. And so we want to go to people with the gospel. We want to go with truth and speaking the truth. But what I love about River Ridge, it's not just the truth of the gospel, it's the grace of the gospel, loving people where they are. You know, one of the ways that we've been loving people over the last couple of years is at the Second Avenue Center. I mentioned we do the homework buddies and we do the meals and we need some more folks to help with that. But one of the things on the horizon is over this next year, there's a few more rooms that we want to remodel. There's a room upstairs, which is kind of a vacant room that we want to turn into a romper room, kind of a place for kids, an indoor playground. Because when it's hot outside or when it's cold outside or snowy or rainy, they just kind of get bottled up inside and with all this energy and nothing to do with it. And so we want to create an indoor playground for them. And that's going to require volunteers from River Ridge Church going down there and painting and dry, putting drywall and, and doing stuff like that. I want to invite you to be a part of that vision. We need more homework buddies. We need some more folks to help with um, making meals. If you want to do that, join in. That's part of the vision that God has in front of us. 
Another part of the vision, again, this is with the go, is um, what we're calling Serve Local. And one of the things that we've done is we've challenged all of the Ridge Group leaders to rally their Ridge Group, to rally their men's group, women's group, home group, and to do a project that is going into the community and serving people and loving people in a practical way, right? And that, that, that could be anything, whatever it is for folks, but to do that in a practical way, that we want 100% of our groups to do something. Maybe it's handing out water at Live on the Levee. Maybe it's giving out hot chocolate at the Christmas parade. Maybe it's making a meal and serving it to all the fire department workers. Maybe it's, I mean, whatever it is, as big as the imagination can go, we want to serve people in the valley in practical ways. That's part going. Remember this, we're talking about John the Baptist, right? And one of the things that John the Baptist did, if you, if you read about his life a little bit, is that he goes into the wilderness. He doesn't just stay in the city. He doesn't just stay in one place, but talks about him moving around and going into the wilderness. And so from that, we take our third cue, which is this, is God will expand our perimeter. God will expand our perimeter. You know, we are thrilled with um, how God has used River Ridge to reach people in Kanawha County, to reach people in Putnam County. And we've been praying. The pastors have gathered a number of times to pray. The staff has met a few times to pray and to plan and to think about what, what's the future look like for us. And basically, as we begin to dream and pray, we feel like God wants to use River Ridge Church to reach southern West Virginia with the gospel. And, um, and so I was praying uh, it was probably, I don't know, maybe a month or so ago, just out on my front porch. Nobody else was around for my family. I just had some time to think on my own and to pray. And when I do that, God kind of has me do odd stuff from time to time. And so I got this map out. And I want to just show you sort of my doodles here from my map. This maybe gets you some insight into my head. But this is how I was praying. Is that you look at Kanawha County, and we have a great um, hub here at River Ridge in Kanawha County, River Ridge, Charleston, to reach the almost 200,000 people in Kanawha County. And then you look at um, Putnam County, there's 55,000 people that live in um, Putnam County, and we have River Ridge, Taze Valley, reaching folks there. Uh, and then you look the next county over, and there's almost 100,000 people that live in Cabell County. And so as we begin to pray and think through this, we feel like God wants us to plant a new congregation in Cabell County, probably in Barbersville, maybe somewhere else, but we want to plant this church, this new congregation of River Ridge Church there. And that's a scary proposition to do that. And there's a lot that we don't know about that. But then we began to pray again, thinking this idea of Southern West Virginia. And then I went through this map, and I don't know West Virginia you know, geography all that well, and I began to look and I say, and I asked, what are the different counties that touch these three counties. And there's eight counties, Fayette, Boone, Lincoln, Wayne, Mason, Jackson, Roan, Clay County, and Nicholas County all touch one of these three counties. And I said, what would it look like to have a gospel presence in each of these counties that looks like River Ridge, in the sense of being full of grace, full of truth, full of love, full of just in terms of worship and small groups and family ministry and all that kind of, what would it look like and begin to pray over that? And you know, here's the thing. I look at this and I think, how in the world can we plant a new work in Cabell County in Barbersville? How can we plant churches in these small towns? We can't, but God can. That's why it's God is gonna expand the perimeter. And you know, there's a lot about this 
um, that we don't know, and there's a little bit that we do know. You know, we do know there's some things that we can do that we can, we're talking about running big kick soccer camp in um, Cabell County. We're talking about doing some churches left the building projects in Cabell County. We're talking about doing some of these serve local projects in Cabell County. We can do that, but there's a whole lot that we don't know. We don't know who will lead this. We don't know when it will happen. We don't know where it will happen. We don't know. There's a whole lot to pray about. And even as we think about what would it look like to put churches that are gospel-centered, truth and grace churches in these little towns and communities around southern West Virginia, we don't know what that looks like. Maybe it's micro-churches that are, you know, little micro-churches of River Ridge Church. Maybe it's completely new church plants. Maybe it's partnering with people to plant churches. Maybe it's taking some churches that are there and revitalizing them and helping them to breathe some life in them from what we've learned along the road here at River Ridge. You know, we don't know. There's a lot that we don't know, which is why this next part is so critical and so important, is that prayer has to be central. Prayer has to be central. We must make it central. And so a big part of this next year is going to be devoted to prayer. A big part of this next year is going to be devoted to go, because we want to go and we want to pray. And so the praying is going to start tonight. And I want to give you some ways that we're going to pray over this next week. So tonight at 6.30, come back. We're going to have a night of worship and prayer. It's going to be some music. There's going to be some time to prayer. It's going to be very upbeat, up-tempo, so you can bring little kids. They can cry and fuss, and it'll be totally fine. Give you opportunity. See, there's one telling you you can do it right now. But you see, uh, we're going to get together tonight, and we're going to pray. I encourage you to come back and be a part of this prayer time. Um, on Facebook, Tomorrow morning at 6.33, that comes from Matthew 6.33, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Every morning at 6.33, we're going to do a Facebook Live so you can get on there and hear what is the prayers for the day and, and help you direct your prayers for the day. Also on Instagram, every morning we're going to do a little post on the River Ridge Church story about helping you to pray. Uh, when you came in, you got uh, a prayer guide. I'm not going to reach it, but you got a prayer guide inside. It's a little white sheet of paper that says uh, Week of Prayer Guide. You can use that. It'll tell you a scripture to read and how to guide your prayers every week. I want all of us all in on praying this week. And then there's one more thing that we've got available for you. is uh, For those of you who have preschoolers and elementary kids, when you pick up your kids, we have a family prayer guide. And it's very interactive. They can draw pictures and do some different stuff and how to help you pray as a family that dovetails exactly with um, the adult prayer guide, so to speak. So make sure if you're an adult uh, with kids that you pick one of those up. If you sort of like to draw pictures and pray that way and you don't have kids, just go take one. That'd be fine, no problem. But that's our call. That's our, our, our vision. And, you know, as, as I think about this, as I think about this idea of going, that's where God is taking us. And, you know, and we're going to go far. We're going to go across oceans to Kenya and Moldova and Haiti, but we're also going to go across the street to our neighbors, and to our friends, and love them. And we're going to cross boundaries to love people. We're going to cross political boundaries, social boundaries, cultural boundaries, ethnic boundaries, and love people. But we're also going to cross the room and go say hello to somebody that we don't know and take that risk of going to somebody. You know, and we're going to go to the west side and we're going to go to Barbersville and Cabell County because this is what God has called us to do. And this idea of go, 
It's not just for a few people. There may be some people that are part of this church launch in Barbersville. That's awesome. But I want every person here to think, how is God calling me to go? How is God calling you to go? Because a year from now, I want you to come back in here when we do Vision Sunday in 2019, and I want every one of us to have a story that says, this is how I went. This is where God sent me, and this is my go story. That's what God wants for us, and we get to be a part of it. And it's a God thing. We're not building the River Ridge Kingdom. We are building God's kingdom, and he invites us to do that with him. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for this opportunity that we have to go, this call. And it is bigger than any of us. It's bigger than any of us can do individually, even corporately. This is a God thing. Help us, Lord, to go. Show us our place in your plan. In Jesus' name, amen.